0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number two of Real-Time Sports. I am your host, Dominic Corella. We have a lot to unpack on this episode. Uh, We're going to be answering a lot of fan-submitted questions today. We're going to be discussing my biggest pretenders and contenders in MLB as we are nearing the postseason and we're really getting to the most exciting time of baseball. We're going to be unpacking that unbelievable game last night, arguably the game of the year. Between the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees in Iowa, Field of Dreams game. Unbelievable game, so awesome to watch, we'll get into that in just a short bit. Um, We're going to give a rundown of a couple NFL teams, get into my uh, NFL MVP pick, my lock and my shot in the dark. Um, So let's get right on into it, but before we start, if you haven't had a chance to follow my Spotify, follow Real Time Sports on Instagram... Please be sure to do that. Uh, Leave a like on my post. I post a lot of polls and stuff. Uh, I post a lot of videos when I'm watching games live. Give my thoughts and insight on them and whatnot. So please be sure to follow Real Time Sports on Instagram. Give the first episode a like and a listen if you haven't already. And uh, let's get right into it, guys. So we're gonna start today's segment with the Field of Dreams game, guys. What an unbelievable game last night was. Social media was through the roof. So many other athletes and celebrities who you don't normally see tune in or tweet about baseball or post about face- baseball. Patrick Mahomes was tweeting live during the game. You had a bunch of movie, um, movie actors and celebrities tuning in. I had a lot of friends texting me um, during the game saying that this is sick. This is why I watch baseball. This is not like watch a paint dry. This is like Game Seven of the World Series, and guys, it truly felt like that. Um, we had Lance Lynn on the bump versus Andrew Heaney. Uh, Andrew Heaney has been struggling in his first two starts when he came over to the Yankees. He was looking to rebound, and Lance Lynn was looking to continue his Cy Young reign. He's currently the favorite. He was pitching to a 2.04 ERA before uh, taking the bump last night and uh these two teams guys they're they're two of uh they have to be two of the favorites right now in the al the white Sox lead their division um currently over the indians um by 11 and a half games the yankees trail the red sox for the second wild card spot by just two games now um and these teams have some monsters guys i mean if you look at the white Sox, they got tim anderson Jose Abreu, Aloy Menez, Luis Robert. You now, his money on on the shelf right now, but he's right around the corner. And if you look at the Yankees, you obviously got the trio of Judge, Stanton, Gallo, uh, backed by guys of Luke Voigt, um, Anthony Rizzo on the shelf right now, but he's right around the corner. So, uh, let's get into the game itself. So, Lance Lynn takes the bump. Um, used to be a Yankee, used to be a Texas Ranger. Uh, the White Sox kind of locked him up now, signing to him extension. He's just revamped his career, guys. He is—he goes out there and he goes balls to the wall every pitch. He puts his body and all effort into every pitch. Um, Sits about between 92 and 95 miles an hour. His velocity kind of dips off late in games. I found Uh, he struggled a little bit last night. Four hits, four earned runs, two base on balls, seven strikeouts. uh, And he only went five innings. The uh, Yankees—the Yankees certainly got to him last night. Judge taking him deep for a three-run home run in the top of the third inning and Brett Gardner later, later getting him in the top of the six before he um, went on to walk Judge, and they pulled him. Um, he finished the game with a 2... I think he had a 2, two 6 if I remember correctly. Uh, ERA it got inflated a little bit, but he still leads the American League in ERA. I think he still has a good grip over Garrett Cole um, for the American League Cy Young, but it's going to be an interesting stretch. They should probably both get, I would say... Uh, I don't know five to six more starts or so maybe a little more maybe a little less depending on injuries and stuff I don't own Cole their plan right now for Cole is to come back early next week they said um they're probably going to try to line him up for the Red Sox series if I imagine um Yankees pitching they got Montgomery and Ty- and Cole excuse me rejoined the rotation last night Domingo Hermann still got that shoulder inflammation uh Roldis Chapman still got elbow inflammation. um Yeah, so let's stick with the White Sox here. So the White Sox removed Lynn, and then they went to Michael Kopech. And guys, I've seen him pitch before, but seeing him pitch in a big game, big stage like that with a lot of eyes, a lot of views on him, Michael Kopech is nasty, guys. Uh, I talked about it on my first episode. The White Sox bullpen's nothing not in the mess with between Bummer, Kopech, Krimble, and Hendricks, and uh, what's the other gentleman's name? Uh, Garrett Crochet, I believe his name is the lefty who throws a hundred every other pitch. Guys, the White Sox, like I said in the in the playoffs, when it becomes to an end of a game and you have a pitcher like Lance Lynn on the mound, he goes about six seven innings, and you have nine outs left in a ball game. I said in my first episode, they might tur- you might see Tony La Russa turn to his bullpen and say, "I have nine outs." here's the ball, go out and get nine outs. And it might be between Hendricks, might be between Krimble, and definitely you're going to see Kopech in that miss. Um, They had Liam Hendricks mic'd up last night in the bullpen in the middle of the game in the bottom of the sixth inning. Um, They were interviewing him, like, when do you get locked in and stuff like that? Uh, Is there any causing any awkwardness between you and Krimble? You guys are both all-star closers. Um, And Hendricks was honest. He said, no, he said, we just want the ball. We want to do our job. Uh, And that's the mentality you need in the playoffs. You don't want to see those guys uh, beefing over you know, who's the closer? Who's more reliable? No, those two guys are nasty. Um, they're awesome. and uh, They're going to be a big key to the White Sox trying to win their uh, win their first World Series in a while here. Um, so Let's stick with those guys here. Kopech was nasty. Uh, he K'd up DJ LeMayhew. That was called a ball. Uh, that pitch was right down the middle. I don't know what the umpire was looking at. Uh, some people say it was an inch or two off the plate, but... I mean, when you have the consistency of that guy in the control, uh, you certainly give him that call. Um, But anyway, he wound up getting out of it. It was a sick moment. They had a lot of cool camera views on MLB's Instagram and Twitter of the crowd going crazy in the background, him fist bumping and screaming at the umpires. he walked off the field. Um, Aaron Bummer went in. He pitched two-thirds of an inning, only had nine pitches. Uh, He did an unbelievable job. Uh, Cribble came in. Uh, only walked one, struck out two, uh, he was pretty solid, and then, guys, Liam Hendricks, the Yankees killed Liam Hendricks, I was ta- I was texting a lot of my friends during this game, uh, Liam Hendricks can't pitch against the Yankees, I don't know if you guys remember, it was freshman year, uh, my freshman year, excuse me, 2018, I believe, against the wildcard game, Liam Hendricks was a starter, guys, for the Oakland Athletics, Aaron Judge took him deep, second at bat of the game, um, two run home run, and then they rocked him in that game, uh, he can't pitch against the Yankees. The Yankees walked him off already right this year. I mean, he went an inning, three hits, four earned runs, one walk. He did get all his three outs via strikeout. But, uh, I don't know. Hendricks has been great all year. He's pitching to a 2-4 before that Before that outing. He's ERA is above three now. Um, if his struggles continue, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Tony roof so He's very old school. I would not be surprised if you see him flip Krimble and Hendricks. And if Kopech keeps up his dominant performance, guys, you might see Hendricks fall to like the seven hole. And in a game where their, str- their starter struggles in the postseason, I'm telling you right now, remember this, you're going to see Liam Hendricks come to the game early. Um, now let's roll the ball over to the Yankees pitching. We're not talking about anything about the offense or not now. But uh, Andrew Heaney, guys, he is horrendous. Uh, eight home runs through 13 and a half innings. Uh, he went five innings last night. Five hits, seven earned runs, three walks, only five strikeouts. Uh, he's getting tough to watch for Yankee fans, guys. I had a lot of my friends texting me saying that this guy is horrible. Um, we don't have anyone else in the farm system to bring up. A lot of names thrown around with Debbie Garcia. Debbie Garcia is struggling uh, majorly right now in the minors, guys. He's pitching to a above a 70RA. Uh, he hasn't been the same pitcher, and it's causing a lot of concerns for the Yankees. Uh, they're having to turn to guys like Andrew Heaney. Uh, you know, there was rumors going around that Brian Cashman was trying to move Luke Voigt once they acquired Anthony Rizzo for someone like the likes of Jose Barrios, um, someone like the likes of Kyle Gibson, but the Yankees did not land another starting pitcher. And with Garrett Cole, Jordan Montgomery going down with COVID, and Domingo Herman going down with a shoulder injury, the Yankees' rotation is suffering right now. Now, thankfully for the Yankees, they were able to go 10-4 and over their last 14 games since the trade deadline. And they were able to survive this stretch because they played teams like the Marlins, the Orioles. Uh, the Mariners are in a postseason push, but the Yankees won three or four from them. So with these guys right around the corner, the Yankees you got to look at them this way. If they can survive these next two games against the White Sox after dropping last night, you got to like where the Yankees stand in the uh, in the wildcard race and even in the division race. They're still within seven games, seven and a half games, I believe. Uh, Juan Di Peralta was great out of the bullpen for the Yankees. Three Ks, uh, two innings pitched uh, no hits, only one walk, uh, nothing you can complain about from him, um, Joey Rodriguez was okay, he had an inning, he lit up two hits, uh, one strikeout, nothing bad, he had a, I think it was Moncada hit a rope to first base right at Luke Voigt, kind of turned an easy double play for him, he got lucky there, uh, Zach Britton, guys, I, I, it's, it's, I'm scratching my head right now as I'm recording this, and I have, Loads of text messages that I've read and haven't even read yet from angry Yankee fans. Uh, Angry at Aaron Boone. Angry at Zach Britton. Listen, guys. Zach Britton's pitching to a 6.32 ERA. This is a guy a couple years ago for the Baltimore Orioles didn't blow a save. I believe he's 1-4 or 1-5 for the Yankees in saves this year. Roldis Chapman's obviously on the shelf with an elbow inflammation. Um... And he's been pretty consistent since those last struggles. At Post-All-Star break, Aurelis Chapman has been a different pitcher than pre-All-Star break. He's figured out his situation a little bit. I guess he's figured out how to pitch without spider attack. He still gives everyone a heart attack and the nerves a little bit, but he's definitely been better. Um, guy Zach Britton went a third of an inning, one hit, two run runs, and one walk. So he gets the first guy easy, and then he's facing the nine-hitter. Um, for the White Sox, the catcher, his name's uh, Zavala, I believe. He has him in an 0-2 count, and he hits a dribbler up the line. Ball gets fouled by not even 3 inches, 4 inches. Tyler Wade fields, it throws at it the first, but it's a foul ball. 0-2 count, he comes back and walks Zavala. Now, you cannot do that to a 9-hitter. In a one-run game, you got to throw the ball. You can't put the tying run on base and bring the winning run to the plate, especially as a sinker ball. Throw the ball down the middle and hope the guy beats the ball into the ground. But no, Zach Britton loses his control. His stuff is so good sometimes that it looks like a strike and then it becomes not a strike and the guy's still swinging at it because of the deception. But Britton walks him, long story short, um, and he throws a pitch on the outside part of the plate to Tim Anderson, who is just unbelievable. He's hitting 300 this year. Uh, He's the leader of that team, guys. He's awesome to watch. He's so good for the sport of baseball. And he takes him deep, opposite field. Probably about 415 feet, 420 foot home run. Um... I mean, he's a beast. Uh, Zach Britton blows the game for the Yankees again. So the Yankees got to figure out what they're doing with that bullpen. I mean, I don't understand how Aaron Boone doesn't turn to Jonathan Lewizica there. Um, Zach Britton blew the game against the Royals the other night. Um, every time he goes out there, he's a headache. He's walking guys. He's letting up base hits. The stuff isn't the same, guys. He hasn't been health- He hasn't had a full healthy year for the Yankees since he's been on the team. So uh, I don't know. That's a project the Yankees really need to hone in on, and they're going to need to find a closer until Chapman's healthy. I think the ball should go to Johnson Loisega. He's pitching to a sub 2-4. Chad Green's been struggling. He's been a little bit better his last two appearances. Zach Britton is a headache. Um, Clay Holmes has been good, but he also blew a save opportunity against the Royals the other night. Um, Unbelievable sinker baller, 2C movement. Um, I don't know, guys. The Yankees in bullpen's in trouble. Uh, They got the guys for it. They just need to perform. Um, once Boone puts them out there, it's really up to them. It's out of his control. I don't agree with the decision to put Zach Britton in to close the close game. I definitely would have went to Lazaga, but in the end of it, if Zach Britton nails that down and gets that save, we're not talking about Boone's decision to put in Britton into his defense, but uh I don't know. So, the game itself, we'll run through a quick recap. I don't want to take too much time of it. Uh Jose Abreu, first MLB player in the AL or NL to homer in Iowa. Uh, he had a bomb off Andrew Heaney in the first inning. It was a rocket, got out in no time. Uh, third inning, Aaron Judge, the big man, goes opposite field into the corn. Three-run home run to give the Yankees a 3-1 lead. Uh, later in the bottom of the third inning, the Yankees the oh, excuse me, Fox Sports had Garrett Cole mic'd up as Tim Anderson ropes a double down the left field line, giving the cutting the Yankees lead to 3-2. And then the big man, Haloy Menez, comes up two batters later. Hits an absolute bomb off Heaney, scoring Anderson and Jose Abreu, giving the White Sox a 5 3 lead. Zavala later homers off Andrew Heaney, um, kind of topping off his outing. And then, uh, guys, this is really where the Yankees come back mounted from the top of the sixth inning. Gardner hits a home run, he gets a hold of Lynn, the old veteran coming in for the Yankees. You know, he's gotten his average up. Last week he was hovering around 190, he's up to 211 now, so he's producing. That's a big bat for the Yankees if. He can keep it together for the last 50, 60 games here. Uh, Be a nice little bolster to their offense as the Yankees are still having center field problems with no Aaron Hicks. Um, Don't know why they sent down Greg Allen, but not going to get into that in this episode. Uh, And then in the top of the ninth inning, guys, Yankees got two outs. Aaron Judge-Homers, Tyler Wade has a great at-bat. Tyler Wade with a great at-bat, guys. Uh, Gets on base. Judge-Homers with two outs. 7-6, Yankees are down. He was down to his last strike, I believe. Then and uh, then who comes up next? Joey Gallo comes up, has a great at bat, works a walk. His at bats have been getting a lot better. It seems like he just strikes out or homer or strike out or homers, strikes out or walks. I mean, excuse me for the Yankees, he doesn't do anything else. Uh, and then Giancarlo Stanton, Liam Hendricks leaves a hanger banger right over the middle of the plate, and Giancarlo Stanton goes yabo, gives the Yankees eight seven lead. And then, like I said, I already ran through it. Zach Britton two run home run walk off to uh, Tim Anderson. Uh, White Sox take game one of that uh, big series there guys Um, Overall though, awesome game What a great game for baseball Uh, So exciting I had Red Sox fans texting me I had Met fans texting me Everyone was watching It was so fun Uh, MLB's got to do more stuff like that Uh, Different locations I know a lot of people were saying the Sandlot on Twitter Uh, I know they're confirmed going back there next year And I believe it's rumored to be the Cubs versus someone else I'm not sure who the other team is. Uh, David Ross like leaked that in an interview or whatnot. Um, awesome game. Loved watching it. Uh, it was heartbreaking for Yankee fans, but um, can't be mad. Great at bat by Tim Anderson there. Uh, kudos to the White Sox. Um, I'm so excited to watch the rest of that series play out. Um, I think Jamison Tyone gets the ball Saturday for the Yankees. He's been pitching unbelievably um, since post-All-Star. Uh, since the All-Star break, Yeah. And uh, so the lowest DRA since July 1st with a minimum of 30 innings pitched. Jameson Tyone leads all of baseball with a 1.25. He's been the Yankees' best pitcher, guys. He's been the Yankees' most consistent pitcher since the second half of the season. Garrett Cole since the sticky stuff crackdown hasn't been the same. Uh, Jordan Montgomery's a close sec- close second with him. Uh, Montgomery's been unbelievable. Domingo Hermond is incredibly inconsistent. Um, so, yeah, guys, Jameson Tyone will be an interesting game Saturday. I'm not sure who's pitching for the. Um, The White Sox, I know Carlos Rendon went down with an injury. Uh, It's a big loss for the White Sox there. Hopefully, it's not long-term. But on the topic of playoff teams, let's go into my first fan-submitted question. Uh, It was from John Bono. He wanted to know the biggest pretenders and contenders in the MLB right now. So, let's start with the uh, American League. So guys, for me, I kind of ran through this the other day of who I like and don't like in the postseason push right now. Um, so I'm going to start with my contenders and then I'm going to go into my pretenders and I'll explain all my reasoning why. So for contenders, the Rays, guys, I I went off on this, my uh, last episode, my first episode, you can check it out. Um, Kevin Cash is a certified genius, guys. I The, the front office of the Rays, I don't know what they're doing. There's a lot of moves they do that I don't agree with, and they pan out. I mean, they're simply unbelievable. Randy Orozarena probably going to win rookie of the year. Uh, Adolios Garcia is going to be a close second of the Texas Rangers. Um, I mean, Randy Orozarena not really a rookie to me. Uh, obviously, he had that historic postseason run last year, but technically he is a rookie by the, uh, by the rule book. Anyway, guys, the Rays this year, get this stat. They have scored 70 runs in the ninth inning or later this season. That's 18 more than any other team. As it, it, they don't quit. They don't give up. Um, they just they just beat the Red Sox in another series. Uh, they put their foot down. They said, this is our division. We're the beast of the East. Um, I mean, they went. You, you can't knock them. They went to the postseason last year. They went on an insane run, um, beating the Yankees, beating the Astros, uh, challenging the Dodgers a little bit. I mean, they have a five-game lead over the Red Sox, seven over the Yankees, and seven and a half over the Blue Jays. I think uh, the A.L. East is locked up, guys. I know there's a lot of baseball left. I think the Rays... I mean, everyone keeps saying when's their starting pitching going to give out? I, I don't know how much longer we can ask that, guys. I mean, they know how to throw a bullpen game like no other team out there. Kevin Cash is going to mix and match that bullpen um, the entire postseason the correct way. The one flaw that they had last year, Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell way too early in the World Series. Um... I think the big moment got to him, big stage. But, you know, he'll learn from his mistakes. He's a great coach. Um, So Razor number one – well, not number one. They're one of my biggest contenders this year, guys. Um, Moving on to the team we just talked about, the White Sox. Guys, they – their front office Antonio La Russa, they said screw all the analytics. This is – yeah, we understand it's a big analytical game. We'll take some of that into consideration. But we're also going to go very old school – they bolstered their bullpen. I mean, Craig kimbrel he's an absolute beast. He was pitching to a .47 before coming to the White Sox. Um, he's pitching to a .109 now. No big deal. He won one blemish against the Cubs on his record. Um, I'm still not sure if he's a, project, a product of sticky stuff, but he's seeming to um, pitch unbelievable with the White Sox so far. So, I mean, bet- like I said, between Crochet... Krimble, Hendricks, and Kopech. Guys, that might be the best four relievers in... Not four relievers in baseball. uh, Tandem in baseball. They're they're unbelievable. One after... Any of those guys can get a save. You can give them, any of them, the ball. Liam Hendricks said it himself last night in the ninth inning. They would all blow one another out of the water. They're unbelievable. They're all hard throwers. Good breaking stuff. Um, And they didn't have to go out and add a bat, guys. Everyone was wondering if they're going to bolster their offense. Blah, blah, blah. Guys, Yasmani Grandal is right around the corner. One of the best offensive catchers in baseball. Aloy Menez, since coming off the DL, get this, guys, last 12 games, he's hitting two eighty five home runs, and 14 RBIs. I mean, way better than having Billy Hamilton out there every day, right? Billy Hamilton come off the bench now, especially in the postseason, pinch run, an extra range with this stupid ghost rule and California rule, this California rule with the ghost runner on second base. Uh, he can pinch run on first base in a late game when you're tied or down one. He'll still second the single scores him. Uh, Luis Robert coming back, used to be the leadoff hitter. He's hitting the bottom half of the lineup. Now, the guy's an animal. The guy hits third or fourth on most MLB teams. Um, They say he's the next Mike Trout. Obviously, slowed by a lot of injuries, but I love that kid. If I was starting a franchise, I would want him in center field for me. Um, So, I mean, they're starting rotation between Rondon and Lynn, guys. uh, They're scary. Uh, Watch out for the White Sox. I think they're they're poised for a good postseason run. They're probably the one... So, it's going to be interesting because... Right now, the Rays have the best record in the American League, so they would have home field advantage, and they would play the winner of the wild card game. Um, so the White Sox are probably going to end up playing the Astros, um, and that's going to be an interesting game, guys. That's going to be an interesting series. You know, you're talking about a team with a lot of experience going to the World Series, deep postseason runs the last couple of years, and you're talking about a new team led by an old school coach. I'm excited to watch that series. I hope it does end up being White Sox Astros. Um, I think those are two juggernauts heading for each other. I would like the White Sox in that series, deeper pitching, deeper bullpen. Uh, offense can match the uh, they can match the power that the Astros have with Correa, Altuve, Alvarez, etc. Uh, I like the White Sox, guys. Contender for me. Uh, moving on, I just mentioned them, uh, Astros. I think they win their division with ease. I know they only have a game and a half lead right now over the A's, but uh, hear this out, guys. I'm not going to talk about them long because I just did uh astros play the angels for three royals for four mariners for three royals for three again rangers for three mariners for three uh, they smoke the angels every time they play them uh if you know the royals are terrible this year the mariners can't beat the astros to save their life uh the royals again they play the rangers are one of the worst teams in baseball sitting at 40 and 75 uh and the mariners again i think they have a really easy schedule i think they up their lead and now that's a perfect segment for me I have one more team for my contenders for the AL, but I'm going to hold off just because I said that they're playing the, they're going to extend their lead, excuse me, over the A's. Because listen to this, guys, this is the same schedule, same, same time frame. So while the Astros play the Angels, the A's play the White Sox for four. They play the Giants for three. They play the Mariners for two and they play the Yankees for four. Guys, uh, the A's are going to drop out of a playoff spot. I mentioned it in my last episode. They are not making the playoffs. Okay. Uh, and then going back to my last contender, it's the Yankees. Since the trade deadline, the Yankees are 10-4, and four, and that is with all the injuries that they have. They had no Luke Voigt for most of that time period. Now Luke Voigt's back. Now they lose Rizzo. They lose Cole. They lose Montgomery. Guys, the Yankees had an easy part of their schedule. They did what they had to do even without all their bats. Gary Sanchez coming back. Giro Shell is still on the shelf. Herman Chapman. Guys, the Yankees are getting healthy. Um, they're getting healthy fast. I think they're a juggernaut. I think they're coming with a full head of steam. I think they're pissed off. Uh, That locker room believes in one another. Aaron Boone just has to not screw up the bullpen and figure out the bullpen woes. And I think we're going to start seeing the Yankees put up six, seven runs a game consistently um, from here on out. Uh, I'm not concerned about the Yankees at all. I like where they're at. Uh, Joey Gallo, you know, is going to eventually get hot. He can't just walk and strike out. He's eventually going to start hitting home runs and go on a tear. Uh, Aaron Judge is leading the offense, as always. Stanton looks like he's been swinging the bat a lot better. LeMahieu's finally not rolling into double plays. Uh, once they get Rizzo back, add a little more balance to that lineup. Urshela's got to come back because Odor, he had his uh, AL Player of the Month campaign there, and he uh, finally is going back to earth. It's time to put him on the bench and use him in the postseason. Um, so the Yankees my last team for the contenders, guys. So I got the Rays, the Yankees, the White Sox, and the Astros for contenders. Now going to pretenders. I only have two teams here um, because I have one team on the bubble that I'll talk about later pretenders. I have the Red Sox. I mean, how can you argue that the Red Sox are a good baseball team right now? They're 4-12 and in their last 16. Their pitching is horrible, and their offense has been incredibly lackluster. Guys, eventually you knew a slump was coming for the Red Sox. I mean, their run differential went from being in the plus 100s to being only plus 34. Um they struggle on the road. They're only five games above 500 on the road, opposed to the Rays, who are 12 games above 500 on the road. Um, I mean, they say Chris Sale's coming back, but you know, there's four other games where you need to find starting pitching. Evaldi was pitching to a sub three a couple weeks ago. Now his ERA's inflated over four. Um, I think the Red Sox are in a lot of trouble, guys, and they're not going to win the division. So if you go to a wild card game and say you're playing the yankees in a wild card game and you have garrett cole versus uh evaldi or chris sale i'm putting my money on the yankees there guys especially in a yankee stadium environment um i think the red sox are in a lot of trouble i think the yankees stole rizzo from them which kind of deflated their offense because all these teams guys you see like the dodgers they added Trey turner their offense is soaring the brewers added Esquiro escobar their offense is soaring the, who else added bats? Um, the Yankees add Gallo and Rizzo. Their offense is bolstering. The White Sox get Luis Robert and Holoy Jimenez back. Their offense is soaring. The Rays get Nelson Cruz. Their offense is going through the roof. Every playoff team that is poised for a deep season run went out and made a big move. The Red Sox got Kawhi Shorbert. Uh, he's hurt. He's a rental. Um, what? He's going to play a position that he's not used to playing in first base. I don't like the move. That was a panic move, in my opinion, because the Yankees stole Rizzo. Uh, I love that from the Yankees. Uh, They didn't go out and add any starting pitching. No Berrios, no Scherzer, no Kyle Gibson. I don't understand it. I think the Red Sox are in a lot of trouble, guys. And like I already said, the A's I mentioned, those are my two uh, pretenders for the A.L. Now, one other honorable mention, I don't think they're a pretender at all. I think their real deal is the Blue Jays, right? So they're not a pretender for me. I just think it's, they did awesome. Not too little, too late. I just think it's too late for the Blue Jays, guys. They got a lot of teams to catch in front of them. Um, I, listen, ideally, I want to see the wild card be the Yankees versus the Blue Jays. I just think that would be such an exciting game. Jose Barrios versus Garrett Cole or Ryu versus Garrett Cole in the Rogers Center or in Yankee Stadium. I don't want to see the A's in the playoffs, guys. I don't want to see Chris Bursette in the mound or Nathan um, I I don't know. They're right there, guys. I Their schedule gets a little difficult for me, but I don't know. I think they need to add one more lefty bat. Their pitching is there. They're just not consistent enough for me. Dropping a game to the Angels the other night was big for me. Um, I don't know, guys. I'm not marking them as a pretender. I just think it's a little too late for them. I just think at the end of the year, the Yankees and like the Red Sox are going to win those big games, and it's going to separate them from the Blue Jays, but we'll see. I'm rooting for the Blue Jays. I love the Blue Jays. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's not too late for them. Um, I just don't see it happening now moving on to the NL. Let's start with the contenders. Um The Giants i'm not going to spend too much time on them because it goes without saying guys They're uh, the best team in baseball statistically. They are 74 and they're 74 and 41 38 and 17 at home So, you know, they're probably going to have home field advantage unless they go on some kind of losing streak And the brew crew can catch them or even the dodgers can catch them um so that home record is going to play a huge, a huge factor into everything. Um, get this stat. I'm not going to spend too much time on them. They're uh, most home runs by players the age of 34 or older. They have 56. The next is 35. Because their veterans are doing it for them. Their young guys are doing it for them. Their pitching is unreal. Watch out for the Giants, guys. Dave Kapwer, uh rebound year after having an atrocious run with the Phillies. Giants are scary. They're, de- they're poised for a deep postseason run. Uh, and they're going to play someone coming out of that wild card game. And that's what concerns me because it's probably going to be the Dodgers or the Padres. It's going to be the Dodgers. Five game series, anything can happen. It's not a best of seven. Moving on, I just mentioned the Dodgers. Uh, deep pitching. Wild card game is going to be in LA. Uh, Trey Turner, unbelievable addition. Uh, Mookie Betts needs to get healthy. Uh, Cody Bellinger is turning around. Guys, I put out an Instagram story about this the other day. Bellinger hit two home runs. He had a great at bat against Kyle Gibson. Thirteen pitches went oppo taco. I think he's gonna turn around. Dodgers are de- uh, poised for another postseason run. Bueller, Scherzer, Urias. Um, I, I just you know Kershaw. They're they're gonna be scary. Blake Tron in the end of the bullpen. You know we'll see. Uh, my last contender. Uh, I think it's. I really think it's between these three teams, guys, and I'll explain why in a second. But um, the Brew Crew. Brew Crew. So scary. Uh, I love this team. Devin Williams, Josh Hader back up the end of the bullpen. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, uh, Eduardo Escobar. They got the easiest path. Guys, I mentioned this the other day. You have to understand this. They're going to play, unless they jump the Giants in wins or the Padres, which I don't think they will, they're going to play the winner of the NL East. Okay. The Mets play the Dodgers and the Giants for 13 straight games. 13 straight against two of the best teams in baseball. They have no deGrom, they have no Lindor, they have no Javi Baez. The Mets are in a lot of trouble, so I don't think it's gonna be the Mets. I think the Braves are a joke and a fluke. I think the Phillies are winning that division. I mean, other than Zach Wheeler, the the Phillies pitching is atrocious. Their bullpen is non-existent. Alvarado stinks. Ian Kennedy, they got at the deadline, stinks. Um, and Hector Norris. Hector Neris, Hector Norris, I'm not sure of his name, he's horrible too. Um, I think the Brewer crew sweeps them easily. Uh, they go to the NLCS and they give the Giants or the Dodgers a lot of problems. I love the Brewers, guys. Um, watch out for them. They are a sneaky pick for me to win the World Series. Sneaky pick. Remember that, guys. Pretenders, okay? Um, Phillies, Mets, Braves. Uh, listen, if the Mets were healthy and had to grow I'd be talking a different, I would be talking different about them. Like I said, Zach Scott failed. I'm not going to touch too much upon them. I was rooting for... I I want DeGrom in a big spot. I love DeGrom. I'm a huge fan of him. If you know me, you know that. There's a lot of people I don't like on the Mets, but DeGrom, one of my favorite players in the league, Pete Alonso needs to keep his mouth shut, and Steve Cohen needs to stay off Twitter. He's tweeting that he went to the locker room. The guys look focused and lasered for this game. I mean, I hope so, man. They're playing in a pennant race. They're playing the Phillies. They're half a game up, and you just got swept. They should be focused. You shouldn't have to go talk to them. Pete Alonso saying, don't know, just believe, believe, just know... He needs to shut up. He sucks. Learn how to hit a high-end fastball. Um, if Degrom is healthy and the Mets sneak in, I change my whole theory about the Brewers because if Degrom pitches two out of those five games, you gotta count that as two and zero for the Mets. They have to produce a run or two for him, and he'll throw nine shutout innings. I'm not kidding you. But he's not. He's never healthy, so I, I don't have any reason to believe the Mets are any threat to anyone. I think the Phillies walk the division. It'll go down to the wire. Yeah, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it matters. I think those three teams need a lot of all-season help. Um, moving on. Guys, I this hurts me to say because I love them. The Padres, they got a lot of injuries. They have Their pitching issues are, I don't know. Blake Snell is horrible. Paddock is not the same, and he used to be one of my favorite pitchers. Darvish just went down with back spasms, guys. You're going to have Musgrove on the mound versus uh, probably Bueller or Scherzer in a one-game wild card. I don't like the Padres' chances, uh, so for that, I'm ruling them as a a pretender for now. I mean, Tatis, they're talking about moving to the outfield. I I don't know, guys. Uh, Padres are confusing me. Um, So that's going to do it for my pretender and contender um, segment. Thank you, John, for the question. Um, Let's move on to Eric Gromish's question, transitioning over to football. I'm not going to talk too much about this, but... I do want to answer his question. He wants a rundown of the Jets preseason. Um, I think the Jets made a lot of good moves. Robert Sala, they finally have a head coach who has a solid head on him. Um, he knows what he's doing. He has playoff experience. He has even has Super Bowl experience. Uh, he knows how to run a defense. Um, the one thing I will say, he's going down from a shutdown defense with the 49ers to a Jets team whose corners are between 23 and 25. Uh, And have a league low of 35 starts. Now, it's a pass-heavy league, guys. We know that. Um, I think that's going to be an issue for the Jets. I like Zach Wilson. A lot of my friends know I was high on him. Um, I liked him way more than Mac Jones. I liked him way more than Trey Lance. I see a little Johnny Manziel in him, which concerns me. But uh, I don't think he's that kind of character-wise. I'm just talking about the body build and player-wise. Strong arm, small kid. Uh, I think he's going to struggle significantly his first year. You know, you, you got to remember, guys, he's going up against coaches in um, Bill Belichick. He's going up against coaches in Sean McDermott. And he's going up against another coach in Brian Flores, three of the best coaches in the league. Um, the Jets are going to win a handful of games, maybe four or five games this year. I think they're over-under in Vegas to set at like six. Maybe three or four. Maybe I'm highballing them a little bit. I want to see them succeed. You know, they've sucked for a while now. The Giants, also New York football, is just not consistent. I think we got two good head coaches in New York with Joe Judge and Robert Sala. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, the Jets defense can stay healthy. Uh, it seems like every big free agent they sign has something going on. Um, I, I hope Zach Wilson succeeds. I think he. I like. I said. I definitely think he's going to struggle for the first couple weeks. Uh, I know Jet fans wanted a coach that was going to develop a quarterback. They wanted uh, Heine from the Chiefs, or someone like that. I, I agree with it. I understand what you want. I think Saul's a good guy, though. Uh, I think he'll make a good foundation. He's going to turn this team around a little bit. You know, I don't think the playoffs are in the near future for them. They're in a tough division, guys. I mean, they got to play Dolphins twice, Bills twice, Patriots twice. I mean, they might go one and five in the division. Maybe sneak a game away from. I don't even know who they were sneaking. They're not going to beat the Bills. The Bills are a juggernaut. Maybe sneak a game away from the Patriots if they're if Cam is starting because that guy is horrible. Uh, he has no shoulder. He cannot throw a football. Mac Jones should be starting Week One. Uh, and if Tua, I don't know. They might sneak a game away from the Dolphins. Maybe Tua is not all that. Um, defense is really scary though. But we'll see there. Um, sticking with the topic of the NFL. Uh, well, thank you, Eric Gromish, for the question. I appreciate it. Um, my next question comes from Michael Lee. He wants to know my NFL MVP pick. Okay, guys, so I love this conversation. Um, it's a quarterback award, right? So let me read you in order the favorites to win an MVP. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Kyle Murray, and Justin Herbert. Um, okay. So my lock, and if I had to put my money somewhere for my NFL MVP, I'm putting on Patrick Mahomes. Revenge tour, he's fully healthy. No more foot or toe injury, whatever it was. Uh, Chiefs are going to be so scary. I said on my other episode, with playoffs included, I think they win 17, 18 games this year. They'll drop a stupid game here or there probably, um, like they did to the Raiders last year, whatever. Uh, Mahomes is a freak of nature, generational talent. Um, But, okay, guys, if you want a little juice um josh allen i love josh allen i went off on a rant about him the other episode um i think i think the bills are so scary i think we're running into a bills chiefs preview like almost every year um sean mcdermott is a great young coach um josh allen has just proved to be the best quarterback in that draft by a long shot darnold is horrible uh, I think he's got a lot of potential, though, with the Panthers. With CMC in the backfield, he's got some Robbie Anderson weapons. Um, and the head coach from Baylor over there, the, the former college coach. I forgot his name. Um, I, I it, Baker, uh, I don't know. I know a lot of my friends like Baker. Uh, he hasn't proven to me that he can still win the big game. Uh, they had two of the best running backs in the league last year. Nick Chubb might be the best pure running back in football uh Kareem hunt was 100 percent the best backup running back in football uh their defense with garrett and ward uh now they have clowny i mean yeah they should have won 10 or whatever games they won last year the steelers were a joke um the steelers beat a lot of good teams in the beginning of the year and then juju with the distractions with these tiktoks big ben wasn't healthy they had no run game he was throwing the ball 60 times a game yeah, I mean, they should have stomped the Steelers, and they almost blew the game, too. So, I don't like Baker. Uh, I think he is beyond cocky. Um, anyway, um, moving off that, let's get into um, the uh, Mac Jones discussion. So, um, guys, two quarterbacks in Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Um so, the Patriots play the Washington football team last night. Um, I saw a Twitter clip of, uh, so off topic, but of uh, Dwayne Haskins um, throwing up. He was he was scrambled out to his left. He was feeling the pressure. He had a wide receiver open by like 15 yards on the sideline. He threw the ball about 20 yards over his head. What a bullet the Giants dodged by not drafting him, by the way, guys. I know Daniel Jones ain't all that, but Daniel Jones... I'm telling you, it's going to pan out, and Dwayne Haskins is horrible. I mean, the amount of turnovers that that guy had, he hasn't beaten the Giants in his career, young, short career yet, Um, but, I mean, he is hard to watch. Guys, uh, I'm going to wrap it up soon here, but Mac Jones looked really comfortable to me. Um, Listen, we're in a league now where you need a quarterback to scramble. If you think of all the top quarterbacks in the league, guys, okay? You think about Mahomes, he can run and scramble, he can throw the ball downfield. Rodgers can run and scramble, throw the ball downfield. Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Pre- uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, Stafford, um, Kyle Murray, and Justin Herbert. The only quarterback out of the top like 10 or 15 quarterbacks in the league that don't like run and scramble and can run 15 yards down the field or break off a touchdown run is Tom Brady. And where did Tom Brady play his whole career? New England. Mac Jones fits this offense perfectly, guys, okay? Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel's offense, he has steady feet, he doesn't feel the pressure in the pocket, he has great pocket presence, he can throw the ball downfield. Guys, I think the Patriots' screen game, I think the Patriots' short 15-yard outs, 10-yard curls, um, I think they're going to be really solid this year on offense. I think they just need to move off of Cam. I understand he thinks he can revamp his career. Guys, the guy can't throw a football beyond 20 yards, um, he is so inaccurate. Uh, he needs to stop running the ball. He's going to break himself. Um, I think I think Mac Jones is the perfect, perfect fit for the Patriots. I think he fell into such a great system with Belichick. Um, he'll be one of those like two or three quarterbacks in the league that are pocket guys. They're not running around. Um, I like the way he looked last night. I think he's the answer. I think the Patriots just need to move off of Cam Newton. Uh, they'll have a solid defense like they always do. It might be able to sneak into a wild card or something this year. Maybe need one year of Jones getting his feet wet. Uh, we'll see. I know Belichick's not happy about losing. They went out and bought every free agent possible. Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith. He's got a comfortable tight ends to throw the ball to now. Um, so we'll see where the Patriots land up, guys. Um, so we're going to wrap this episode up for now. Uh, we talked about the Field of Dreams. Talked about my NFL MVP pick. Biggest pretenders and contenders in baseball. Jets preseason rundown. Uh, Thank you to the three people, Eric Gromish, Michael Lee, John Bono, who submitted the fan questions. Uh, Be sure to follow the podcast, guys. It means a lot. Follow Real Time Sports on Instagram. Um, Please, uh, I'm going to post another thing about submitting your fan submitted questions. Just DM me whenever you want. I'll feature them in the next episode. I'll give you a nice shout-out. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys stuck with me this whole way, Like I said, we're going to try to keep it around 30 to 45 minute length, a little longer, shorter, maybe here and there on episodes. Uh, We're getting into an exciting time of sports here, guys. We should have a lot of big UFC fights coming up. My next episode, I'm probably going to preview the Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley fight. I might try to bring on a guest sooner, here or later. Uh, A lot of my friends are coming back to school soon. I have a lot of people eager to get on and talk to me and bullshit about sports. Uh, We're going to preview the Jake Paul fight, like I said, in Tyron Woodley. Um, maybe we'll preview a little more of what's next for the lightweight division, what's next for the heavyweight division, my pick versus for GaN and, uh, and Ganu. Um what's next for Jon Jones, stuff like that. Um, we'll see where we stand in the MLB. I'll maybe run through a little power rankings for the NFL uh, after the first week of preseason. We'll see who goes and whatnot. Um, thank you so much, guys, for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you have a great weekend. It's uh, beautiful out here in Connecticut. I know there's a heat wave in Long Island, Connecticut going on. Uh, Safe trip to everyone going back to school. Safe trip to everyone going to work, listening to this on your way. Uh, Have a good day. Take care, guys.